It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate, of course, around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your good podcast from. As our weekend continues on a Sunday morning, bringing you the most real estate podcasts within the UAE than anyone else with property news and information on this third day of September and if you are bouncing out of bed getting ready to chase down some property today that is on your real estate list let us know how you get on we love hearing of different people's journeys that take place every day and let's face it if you can't share your real estate success with us who can you share it with and good morning to you Melvin Thank you for your email and you have emailed us from Auckland to New Zealand to say that you are visiting Dubai on the 5th of September. So just two days away, you say that you were last in Dubai back in 2006 uh, looking for a property investment at that time and you compared it to Kuala Lumpur's property market and decided to invest back in 2006. Since then, uh, you visited in 2015 and you say that you've seen a few property cycles in Malaysia, UK and New Zealand. You've been married to your wife, Linda, of 30 years. And good morning to you, Linda. And both of you listen to our podcast around the breakfast dining room table, which is great to hear and that you are intending to invest on this upcoming trip to Dubai because as you say there is just so much at this time going on in Dubai and you're looking forward to experiencing the property market again and enjoying the city so good luck with the trip for coming up in two days time and just a reminder about questions and suggestions you can email us at dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com and of course it does doesn't even have to be a question. You can just let us know where you are listening to the Dubai Property Podcast from. We love getting your emails. That is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com. Well, coming up this morning, we have seven days of the Dubai property market. We reflect back on some of the interviews, some of the opinions, some of the forecasts around the UAE property market. And starting with, well, coming back to you, Melvin, talking about just how much is going on in Dubai, we discussed that a week ago, and it's not just confined to the Dubai property market. Other emirates are also flourishing in both terms of growth and sales rates. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell, you know, the amount of people that are now going to the likes of Sharjah, Ajman, Ras Al Khaimah in order to benefit from what is cheaper rent. The population is just swelling, right? So as we said in the previous comment, more people coming to Dubai. Not everyone wants to pay the the rents that are now becoming unaffordable, let's say, in Dubai, unless you move right out. And 
So why not choose a, a different Emirate? You know, it's an hour's drive into into Dubai from, say, Sharjah. People are now starting to, you know, to move to these Emirates. And we're starting to see some impressive growth. The demand that we see in the likes of Sharjah and Ajman, you know, it, it's like coming up to 20% increase in growth in the, for, for Sharjah at this moment. So we're starting to see some, some real interest in the other Emirates. That gives the other Emirates a real opportunity to be part of this property boom. Yeah, definitely some good points there, Matt. And specifically of all the Emirates, Ras Al Khaimah is exploding. The new casino is being built there. The president, Thomas Shoman, has been saying that 1,500 rooms are to be built, suites included, and villas. I think it's going to change the whole landscape of the Middle East. And it may be a first of its kind right now, but there may be other places that they're going to be building casinos as well, too. With that being built comes a lot of new development happening there at an exponential rate. So uh, I'm excited to see what Ras Al Khaimah is going to be offering. Yes, and particularly what Matt was saying is that people are moving and they're prepared to do some of the the driving. And I think if you go back a few years ago to uh, Rack in particular, it was almost like, you know, turning your nose up like, oh, no, that's too far away from Dubai. But now with this development, uh, the mindset has changed. 100%. I agree. And people are realizing, listen, we're in the Middle East. Gas is not that expensive. And if you can save a good amount of percentage on rent or either if you're purchasing a property, why not do it? Yeah, so the Emirates are certainly booming as well as Dubai. Uh, Bill L., what have you noticed? Yeah, I've definitely noticed a you know big boom in not only in Dubai and, and the capital Abu Dhabi. We've seen a boost in Iraq, Ajman, Sharjah. Uh, just to give you some stats on these areas, um, so you've got Ras Al Khaimah, a growth of over 141 percent. We've seen Ajman see a 15 percent growth, and also Sharjah a 19.2 percent growth. So you know, looking at all the growth, we're not only seeing growth here in Dubai and the capital. Abu Dhabi, we're seeing it across all the Emirates. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. And in property news, Eldar Properties have introduced Gardenia Bay. Now, this is a waterfront residential community on Yas Island in Abu Dhabi that has been announced. So let's have a look at it. Phase 1 includes 210 out of a total of 2,400 modern homes. The sales for Phase 1 is going to commence not far away, September the 8th with prices starting at 805,000 dirhams you'll pay that for a studio and you'll pay 3.1 million dirhams for a three bedroom apartment construction for phase one is scheduled to start Q1 of next year with handover anticipated in Q2 of 2027 and you might have heard just last week Mario talking about Yas Island because there's a lot there. There's Yas Park, there's SeaWorld, there's Ferrari World of course in Abu Dhabi, Yas Mall, Abu Dhabi International Airport, plenty of amenities. They've got community farming, they've got an amphitheatre and an urban beach club. So that development has just been announced. Also this week we heard from Evelyn in Montreal in Canada. 
She asked us to break down some property prices in Abu Dhabi. In particular, she was most interested in a three-bedroom apartment with two bathrooms. Her price point was between 1.5 and 1.8 million dirhams. And that kept Mario pretty busy. Yeah, I mean, I've I've checked out sort of based on the on the specification that Evelyn was asking for. So I've uh, I've broken down the areas to three main locations. These are for apartments, as you say, for three bedrooms, two bathrooms, uh, of between one point five and one point eight. So the first area I want to talk about is Al Reem Island. Now, Al Reem Island is a natural uh, island, just about half a kilometer or so north uh, from the northeast coast of Abu Dhabi. It's a very popular place to live. It was designed and developed by Aldar, which is Abu Dhabi's main developer. And interestingly, it was one of the first free zones in the capital. It has amazing water views from many of its high-rise buildings. And of course, these buildings have all got state-of-the-art facilities. In terms of what else is around there, they have uh, an area known as Reem Central Park and Reem Mall. This is a very key location on the island. But within the island, there are kind of six districts uh, for Evelyn to choose from. Uh, They're known as City of Lights, Shams Abu Dhabi, Marina Square, Vista 3, Najmat Abu Dhabi and uh, Makers District. And of course, this kind of specification of property uh, will get Evelyn actually more than her two bathrooms, because often they have three or, or sometimes even four bathrooms, and the sizes range just under 1,300 square feet to up, up to 18, 1850. Okay, so those are some really great options for you, Evelyn. And Mario, something that I wanted to ask you, because Evelyn has not mentioned either the townhouse or the the villas here. Now, that might be based purely on the fact that she thinks that she's best to go for an apartment for space. Is there any likelihood that she can get into a villa or a townhouse? Yes, uh, is the answer. I mean, if the family do prefer a townhouse or a villa, the same money will stretch, uh, but only in certain areas. The areas that really she would have to look at uh, would be, there's, there's two areas. One is called al which is literally on the border between uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi. These are still all you know, postmarked Abu Dhabi, but this one is very close to the border. Al Samha is another area a bit further into uh, Abu Dhabi, but still very close to the border. Or there's an area uh, known as Al Reef, uh, which is next to the Abu Dhabi airport. This area here, including the other two, will get villas and townhouses in the price range that she said, the sizes uh, would range from basically 2,000 uh, up to around 2,800 square feet. And again, with gardens, you know, so two-story buildings, townhouses tend to be a little bit smaller than villas. But she can actually get a lot more bang for her buck if she's looking at slightly different areas uh, of, of Abu Dhabi, perhaps closer to the border of Dubai. So actually, yeah, the, the, the choice is there. So I worked on apartments, but there are definitely villas and townhouses that would fit her criteria too. Don't forget to subscribe. We have so many episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. 
And also this week, as we reflect back on some of the interviews over the last seven days, we caught up with Richard Crossley, another real estate professional with over 35 years experience. So he knows a thing or two about the Dubai property market. Again, it's I have this, and I'm sure Mario does on a daily basis or certainly on a weekly basis. But to me, Dubai is right. And this is from a guy who took a while to get into Dubai, to understand Dubai. But right now, Dubai is a green oasis that calls out to the world, whether you're in Eastern Europe, whether you're in China, whether you're in India, Pakistan, or whether you're in Europe. But let's talk about Europe. If I'm a successful business person, mid-30s, early 40s in the UK, or, or Spain, or Germany, wherever, my wife is saying to me, Richard, we've been successful, we've worked hard, but why are we living here? The political situation is unstable, inflation is out of control, crime's out of control, tax is going up all the time. If we go out, are we going to get mugged? Are our teenage children going to come back at night time? You know, we've been all successful and yet we've put up with all these things. Surely there's a better place to live. If you look at it, that's got to be Dubai. You know, and again, as I say, my first few years in Dubai, probably, let's say, leading up to COVID, I was thinking, yeah, this is a, a brash young city. It's growing. It's, it's you know, build it and they will come mentality, etc. But then just before COVID, I was getting quite, and I'm the most optimistic kind of guy out there. I was thinking, have we bitten off more than we can chew here? You know, there's a lot of stock just sitting there. And I was thinking, how are we going to fill this? And then COVID came. And the government of Dubai stepped up and showed to the world what they're good at. And from that moment on, I've got massive respect for the city of Dubai and the governance and the leadership of Dubai. And we've got this place now where we've got everything under control. The tax situation, it's slightly increasing, but it's nowhere near what's in the rest of the world. It's a very solid, sound political situation with the, with the Maktoum family leading us. Inflation's under control. There's very little crime. It really is a great place to be. And then we put into it the accessibility to all parts of the world from Dubai. Why wouldn't you come and live in Dubai? I guess we have the, the, the downturn is we're just coming to the back end of a very hot summer. That's a very small price to pay, isn't it, compared to all the advantages that Dubai brings. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. Is that right? It sold out in just six hours? That's correct, Craig. I believe there's some cancellations and stuff like that. You probably can get your hands on a unit if you if you push hard. 56-storey, luxurious waterfront tower on the peninsula, so it's not very surprising that it's in demand. It's not common. When you don't have the history, when you don't have other units that buyers can actually go and visit, you're left only to do this. Build it first. And they're not the only ones who have actually done this. Um, Awani Tower as well. One in the media city also had the same thing where they actually completed the building first and then started the sales. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. Also announced, the Dubai municipality has introduced a new online property portal for land and real estate information. Now, the portal grants property owners convenient access to data, including construction licences and completion certificates. The initiative reflects Dubai's commitment to streamlined digital services and users can access the portal 
portal through Dubai Municipality's digital portal and register using their UAE Pass account. Well, that is our Sunday reflection over the last seven days. If you are heading out looking at property, may good luck be on your side. Look forward to catching you back next week and enjoy your Sunday. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.